Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatta Deshacharine Hare Krishna The beautiful place known as Vrindavan is a transcendental abode in the spiritual world and is made entirely of divine touchstone. <laughs> There are many beautiful temples there made out of jewels. And the swan, known as Raja Hamsa, play in the waters of the river Jamuna, which flow through that transcendental land. In the water of that divine river, there is a beautiful golden lotus of a hundred petals. In the midst of that lotus, there was a golden platform surrounded by eight petals. Situated upon each of these eight petals, are the eight principal sakis, headed by Lalita and Vishaka. On that golden platform, the divine couples sit upon a jewel throne. In the company of Lord Shama sits the beautiful Radhika. The beauty and sweetness of Sri Radha and Govinda's forms during their talks, which are filled with smiles and laughter, is emanating showers of nectar. Narakam Das says, May these eternal pastimes filled with transcendental joy be ever manifest in my heart. This is an unusual wedding. What do you think, Vidyawala? <laughs> you spend half your life at weddings. There's no disco dancing at this wedding. The disco dances are common in Bangalore weddings. They got this, so they're more traditional here. In North India, that's the, uh, that's the fun of the wedding. There's another kind of dancing at this wedding. Krishna's dancing, not disco dancing. So this is unusual because weddings are mostly conducted with the idea of how the participants will... It's, it's not manifestly expressed, but in material life, all... Relationships are based on mutual exploitation. So the idea is how... Or there, in marriage there may be some cooperation, but how to live in this material world very happily for the, sense of, for the sake of sense gratification. But this wedding is being conducted for the purpose of how the servants of Shamasunda and Sundari Radhika can unite to serve the mission of the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as manifest in this world through the agency of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's confidential associate, Srila Prabhupada. So both of them are both Shamsunda Prabhu and Sundari Radhika I'm intimately connected with <laughs> as godbrother and spiritual father <laughs> and of course I have many godbrothers but I happen to have closer relationship uh, considerably closer relationship with Shamsunda Prabhu than many of my other god-brothers. 
So both Shamasunda Prabhu and Sundari Radhika are very strong devotees, very strongly committed to serving Srila Prabhupada's mission. Shamasunda Prabhu is committed to upholding the principles of, by which Srila Prabhupada established this movement. And Sundari Radhika has been serving Prabhupada's movement, came to this movement. Was it the war had already started when you came? Or was it just before it started? Just before. So she was distributing Srila Prabhupada's books during the war in, at that time, Yugoslavia. Now, they got what they, they got what they wanted, the Croatians, their so-called independence. But she was distributing books during that time and has been very faithfully serving <coughs> Prabhupada's mission ever since. So, Shubhamastu, may they be auspiciousness. Generally, Shubha, this blessing is given, may there be auspiciousness. So that's considered in terms of, traditionally that's considered that, well, one of the first signs or one of the blessings at the wedding is, the blessings to the mother is, may you be the mother of a hundred sons. So nowadays, it's, they don't want a hundred sons. It's Hamdo Hamare Ek or Hamdo Hamare Do. <laughs> we are two and ours is one or two. And Hamdo Hamare Do means husband, wife, one child and the dog. <laughs> so, 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 may you be the mother of a hundred and more sons means... You may not physically give birth to so many, but in Krishna consciousness, devotees, they don't think in terms of only I, me, and mine, but I am nija paroveti, ganana laghu chetasam, those who think only in terms of I, me, and mine, that is a very small-minded way of thinking. That is the non-devotees' way of thinking. that Materialistic marriage means to think in terms of I, me, and mine. My home, my wife, my children, my bank balance, my property. But, Udara Charitanam too, those who are of broad intelligence, those who are broad-minded, they think, what's the last line? Famous last line of this verse. Vasundhaiva kutumbakam. Everyone in the world is my family. So, devotees of Krishna are very broad-minded, not narrow-minded. They see every... We are, we are members, circumstantially, or by arrangement we may be members socially of a certain family. But we see the whole world as our family. This is the way in which a Vaishnava sees. 
So a Vaishnav is supposed to give shelter to others. Within the family, there is giving shelter. The family life is very responsible life. It means giving shelter. Not only to one's own immediate family members, but as is described by Narad Muni in the Srimad Bhagavatam, any animals that happen to be close to one's residence, even if there's a snake living in the hole, one is supposed to see that the snake is fed. This is ideal family life described by Narad Muni. So in Vedic culture, the vision is very broad, that everyone has a duty to others. The traditional family life in Vedic culture is... uh, it's not hamdo hamare do, but it's a big family. Family doesn't mean what is nowadays called a nuclear family, but a very big family. So that uncles, elderly members, that won't be possible in this case. But the traditional family is a very big cooperative unit in which the culture is handed down generation by generation and usually at least four generations will be living together because the, uh, the like that there'll be the head of the family and then the next and the next generation from the very old to the very young so within that family the culture of respect is generated for elders and the children grow up seeing that they grow up learning within the family. The first guru is the mother. The next guru is the father. And then later on, for, uh, for further and in, intense spirit, spiritual education, uh, the child is sent to the gurukul. So this whole great culture is there, which unfortunately is breaking down or is almost completely broken down that wonderful spiritual culture Prabhupada wanted to bring the culture of the spiritual world the Vaikuntha culture that Vaikuntha culture is practiced within this world within human society which is based on families so often devotees are surprised when they see that some sannyasis, they're, they're promoting this family life, it's very important, it's very good, you should follow this, live together happily. And they think, why are you saying, we don't expect sannyasis to say this. But sannyasis, they are supposed to give guidance to all of human society and most people are within family life. And the family institution is very much threatened in the modern age because the modern life, urban life, is based on not on cooperation but on competition. So when that attitude of competition comes within the family, then that that becomes very dangerous. The attitude of everyone is living for their own individual sense gratification then that causes a breakdown of marriage. And a lot of what's called the modern family counseling, it actually, this psychological counseling, it actually adds, it 
indirectly adds to the problems because it's based on it's based on the idea of family life in the modern idea of family life is that you're joined together for sense gratification so you have to adjust to each other so you can get if you're not adjusting very well which you never will if you, if you're thinking of sense gratification if sense gratification is the purpose of or the the goal for which people get married then they'll never adjust to each other because sense gratification never brings satisfaction and we'll always be thinking well i could be enjoying somewhere else because that's what sense gratification that's what maya is you're trying to enjoy and you're always thinking i can enjoy better in some other situation so this kind of marriage counseling that well you have to adjust to each other and so that you can enjoy each other better this this is adding to the problems but real marriage counseling means to understand that we are joined together to serve krishna or if people are not krishna devotees at least in varnashram culture for the sake of dharma that it's for the sake we have a responsibility we have a responsibility to each other and to everyone else in the society and to every living being in the society not only at the present time to the previous generations within each family the previous generation means there's the there's the uh, previous the ancestors and there's also previous generations because there's both sides there's the family side of previous generations and each family is guided by guru which means that they have this spiritual generations so they're responsible to all of them so this sense of responsibility and duty is central to vedic life that people before doing anything especially if they're thinking of doing something which they shouldn't do they think that well i i'm not an independent person i i'm i have a duty to all my family members to uphold their prestige and to uh, all our whole line of gurus we have to uphold their prestige so one sees oneself not as the rugged individual as is promoted in modern life that go out there and do by yourself be make it yourself be a success and be a success means push everyone else out of the way but rather the idea is that we are here to serve others both in the society the especially the grihastha there in this ashram the serving society in a in a materially tangible way is the duty of grihasthas and those in other ashrams they they serve but in a more subtle way they 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 are directly concerned with spiritual life so everyone has a responsibility to others no man is an island no woman is an island everyone is uh has to act in a way that will be beneficial for others knowing that if i act in a way that is beneficial for others that will be beneficial for myself also therefore this is called the grihastha ashram 
It's meant for uh, it's meant for advancing towards the ultimate goal of life as much as any other ashram is meant for that. The Grihastha ashram is as much meant for becoming Krishna conscious as the Brahmachari, Vanaprastha or Sanyasra ashram is meant for. But it is a different approach and there is more interaction with the material energy in a in a manner that gives some as Prabhupada used to say a license for sense gratification. License is there. But that's also meant for spiritual uplift. So this is an unusual marriage. Everything that devotees do is unusual in the material world because everything is meant for the satisfaction of Krishna. And in this this material world, everyone is acting not for the satisfaction of Krishna, but devotees are acting in such a way that we want to make the what is now unusual, usual, and vice versa. (laughs) Just like previously, not long ago, in India, if someone wasn't wearing tilak, people would think there's something wrong with them. Nowadays, if they wear tilak, they think there's something wrong with them. (laughs) So we have to change that back. There was one uh, very, very sweet young man from Sri Ranga, who very beautifully recited this Divya Prabandhams. Even though he was very young, he was chanting so nicely and so sweetly. Even though he was a young man, at the festivals they used to call him for reciting. So, like many Iyengas, he ended up in Bangalore as a software engineer. Out of he, he he told that I actually I don't want to do this, but out of economic necessity, I just want to live in Sri Rangam and serve the Lord. But economic necessity drives me here. So he, his company he he was he went to America and in America he kept his shika and tilak and everything. When he came back, he got another job and the company told now off with this. In America, okay. In India, you want. No, you cannot have this. Banned. Cannot work in our company with this. So that is the sad situation of India today. But there is hope. And the hope is Srila Prabhupada's Sankirtan movement of reviving this wonderful culture which is really the only hope for the world. Krishna conscious and its attendant culture is the only hope for, for human society which has no idea of w- what they should be doing or how they should be doing it. It's absolutely pravritting cha, nivritting cha, janana vidura suraha. They don't know what is to be done and what is not to be done. It's completely upside down, inside out, back to front. Everything wrong. So, this... Marriage institution is essential in human society. Otherwise, cat and dog life, as Srila Prabhupada pointed out, 
This is being promoted so strongly in India nowadays that that what's wrong? I, I saw a headline of some paper, someone sitting on the train in front of me had. So he was reading the headline of the article, What's Wrong with Being an Unmarried Mother? So they're, promote, they're very strongly promoting adharma, cat and dog life. So our Krishna consciousness movement is promoting that nitya lila sukhamoy shadai shvuruk maramane shama shange shundari radhika the beautiful eternal pastimes of Radha and Krishna sham together with sundari radhika may this ever may this ever be manifest in my mind so this is what we are promoting but meanwhile we are here now in this material world with our material limitations we have to live in this world and this Grihastha ashram is a a way to live in this world in a manner that we can uh, cultivate remembrance of Krishna while going on with our uh, necessary material duties. But people don't know. Janana vidura asura. They don't because the demoniac civilization has come in. They don't know what is the purpose of marriage. Therefore they have disco dancing at the marriage. I, I, like I said, I don't know here, but in, in North India, that's very common. So this Krishna conscious movement is meant to show people how to live in a civilized way, a cultured way, a manner in which we can advance on the path back home, back to Godhead. So this is an unusual wedding. We hope by this good example... That will be shown here by Shama Songe Sundari Radhika, the servants of the original Sham and Sundari Radhika. We we pray to the original Sham and Sundari Radhika that by the good example set by their servants, then others will also want to live like this. We shall we also want to live very happily in the service of Radha and Krishna. So, there are here some Grihastas and Honewale Grihasta Behe to be Grihastas. So, you can also to get your chad checked before you get married <laughs> by Shamsunda Prabhu who's performing that service, can give you insight. There may be many good astrologers, but I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on astrology, as Shamasunda knows very well. I, I don't know Taurus from Cancer. I don't even know what the, the signs are, what they are, when they are. I'm really completely green in this field. But... Uh, I think Shamsunda Prabhu can back me up on this in saying that for devotees, non-devotee astrologers won't be very helpful because they don't, they don't have the insight into what are the devotees' goals of life and the subtleties of how Krishna works in the lives of his devotees. 
So it's important to go to a devotee astrologer who can understand what will be better for your spiritual life. So this is, you might think this is an advertisement. Well, it is. But it's not a commercial advertisement. It's because astrologers are also required in human society to guide us. How, how we can live in this world, how we can maximize the best use of a bad bargain of being in this world in a manner that we can serve Krishna in the best possible way. So, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Chant Hare Krishna, live happily and take prasad. This is the formula for being happy. Srila Prabhupada once said that well, he many times said that the, <coughs> the wife should be very chaste and a good cook. So I suppose by your astrological calculations you found out. <laughs> anyway, you'll find out soon enough. <laughs> it's never too late to learn. The young girls in India now, they get married, they don't know how to cook even an idli or a chapati. They have to learn after. They're supposed to learn before. But they can learn afterwards if they don't learn before. So, uh, talking about prasadam, that's an important part of the marriage ceremony also. And at least in the Karmi society, they, they put a lot of importance on that. And I think in devotee society also. The, the, uh, <laughs> so I think we can proceed to the next part of the ceremony. What's that? Next, what's the next part of the ceremony? Prasad. I thought so. All right. So let's proceed to that. <laughs> <laughs>